Welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore, David J. Cantu, and a special guest. Yes, hello. Welcome. I'm Tyler. I'm David Cantu. And we have our special guest for the evening, Roy. Roy Wen? Yeah. Roy Wen. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> but I digress. So today we are doing, I believe it's torture podcast number seven. I could be wrong about that, uh, but no one could possibly correct me. You know what? If it isn't, it is now because it's my show. So. I respect the fan that could correct us. <laughs> I mean, you're a real one there. We'll, we'll take that abuse. We've got... Dan Aykroyd's Nothing But Trouble, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, and, of course, the classic <laughs> Destiny Turns On The Radio. Um, you get that out with a laughing. <laughs> mm. the, um, something I noticed going in, I think I brought it up to Roy already, is that um, all three of these films star the screenwriter of one of my favorite films, Dan Aykroyd with Ghostbusters, Sylvester Stallone with Rocky, and then Quentin Tarantino with Pulp Fiction. Um, and they're all of varying degrees of quality. Um, I think they're all pretty similar in quality. Yeah, they're very different in how, in, in, in how they present that quality. I'm going to disagree just, just because I think one of them is significantly better than the other two. Not to call it like the best, but... <laughs> so let's get into the first movie, which would be Nothing But Trouble. Um, David Cantu, have you ever heard of this movie before? I had not. <laughs> I, I have both become aware of this movie and, yeah, my entire experience is due to this podcast with this movie. I know for me, I... I had seen bits of it, like late night television, and it, it existed as this weird, like, wait, what the fuck was that movie? Did that really exist? It strikes me as one of those movies that I could, like, flip through in yeah. the middle of the night and be like, eh, right. and then move on to, like, well, Animal Planet watching you know, Meerkat you Manor. You see, like, Chevy Chase in it, and you're like, okay, I'll, I'll give this a couple minutes, and then, okay, that's, whoa, okay. <laughs> like, but, Roy, how about you? I know you've uh, had a little bit more of an extensive background with yeah, Nothing I've, But Trouble. Uh, I've seen Nothing But Trouble, like, ten times. <laughs> I've wow. seen it a bunch of times. I've had this DVD. I had the DVD that we watched oh, uh, yes. since high school, and I've watched this movie. Um, and let me tell you, folks, this DVD... Um, it Beautiful is... full screen presentation. Oh, uh, you don't want to miss an inch of that movie. That so classic, that classic cardboard Warner Brothers case with the little plastic flap that mm. <laughs> they're just awful. <laughs> the uh, inter the non interactive menus of start movie. I believe it just began as we put it you in. You had to go back into the menu if you wanted to yeah. if you wanted any other if you wanted to see the Warner Brothers logo. Right. I gotta be honest. I definitely preferred those DVDs. The ones that would like play through whatever like dun 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 dun. <laughs> they could go through like three times and then just start the movie because you know what? I probably lost the remote and I've been looking for it. And if we made it three times through, go ahead and start that movie. I mean, the best one will always be The Incredibles because I remember falling asleep uh, after watching it one time and like being too lazy to get up and turn it off. Uh, so I just had like playing in a loop for several hours. That's a lot. The song on the DVD menu is something I miss. Yeah. Because Manhunter. The you know the uh, Michael Mann film Manhunter yeah 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 it has a terrible eighties song associated with it and you could just I I used to just put it on to listen to the song <laughs> because it's the only way you could get the song right uh, yeah and uh, they they just, I mean it wasn't the full song it was just like yeah, the song on loop. it's like being a Chicago fan so then you watch the Karate Kid movies yeah it's the second one especially yeah <laughs> no uh so this so we get into this movie. Um, and actually, because you're the one with the most experience with it, Roy, could you please describe for, for the folks at home, nothing but trouble? Well, it's sort of like if Texas Chainsaw Massacre was bad, <laughs> but also trying to be really funny. Yeah. 
Succeeding oh, in that's parts. it. They were trying sometimes to be funny. That's what I wasn't getting. <laughs> sometimes they were. That's the weird thing about it. There's a couple of things in there that is genuinely like, ah, Chevy mm. Chase. Well, sport. you have some of the greatest comedic performers of the era. John Candy's in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, not doing much. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but like, snarky Chevy Chase yeah. sometimes works. It's just so nice to see him branching out. You know, yeah. Finally, Chevy Chase is the asshole. Yeah. And he's about the most asshole he ever is. Yeah, this is nothing It's not a redeemable character. Yeah, no, really? nothing likable. Honestly, he struck movie. me as exactly the same character he always played. I didn't fall in love with the family vacation. Because I would say Clark. When I was a kid. I would say Clark Griswold is like you know at least more affable, more, yeah. like rather than just like he's not always a douche. Yeah, like he has. He knows he how has, to fake it. He has yeah. gotcha. flights of. Of like fantasy, Fletch, but which like, makes this guy yeah. more genuine. Fletch is always an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's just done better. But even then, I would uh, I would describe Fletch as more redeemable than than he this did, character. He did get the big scoop. Yes. <laughs> um, Where Chevy Chase does nothing in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no. I it, it, does Chevy Chase have an arc in Nothing But Trouble? Uh, he gets the he gets the bone to me more eventually that's his whole arc isn't it because that's the whole reason he's doing this whole thing that is very true uh he meets demi more in this um in this scene where like she's like he's about to get onto this elevator right he's going up to a party and she walks up and they play like ooh sexy music and like it's probably the least attractive scene with her i've ever like like in no way i always feel bad about that criticism but yeah well i mean but she like it's the way she's dressed like it's like it 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 doesn't earn this weird little moment. The Whereas, bombshell moment. Yeah, that we're yeah, wearing, yeah. yeah. But it's like later in the film, she like pops off the jacket and it's like, oh yeah, no, she's well, this beautiful woman. And you <laughs> like, always know it's Demi Moore. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, I know what she looks like. You know? But they're like betting on you knowing. I mean, like, and yeah, I mean, I suppose you should just probably assume that people know I'm being know honest, who... I, I did not recognize her okay, at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. Right. It just took, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen her and stuff. Right, right, right. She like gets, well, she starts crying in the elevator and this is the first time he's met this woman. Um, I thought, I, I thought it was a completely new actress because of that crying in the elevator scene. Yeah. Because I remember being good. very unimpressed with it. <laughs> right. Well, it makes no sense. Yeah. The biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from that scene is she hands him an espresso machine. Yeah. And, and dog and shit. Also, and dog shit. dog shit. Thanks for and the that, bag of shit. Thanks for the bag of shit. And, that's and then she the... takes away his manila folder yeah. and paperwork, which she's, he's just fine with. He just, yeah. My wife took issue with that. She steals <laughs> his mail, which is a federal offense. <laughs> it was a trade. <laughs> well, yeah, he got the espresso machine. And then, so, just staying on their relationship for a little bit, because they get into this car, uh, like, they get into this car to, like, go um, go head out to this conference or whatever the fuck they're going to. And at random, like, oh, and also the the uh, the other couple, or no, they're not a couple, they're brother the and Brazilians? sister. The Brazilians? Yeah, they show The Brazilianaires? And I hope that you think accents are funny. Because that's all they've got going for them. Yeah. Um, so they they like they're all talking at some point. And that's you know again that's like the joke for half of this uh, like a good ten minutes of this movie. But then at some point they just go, "Are you divorced?" <laughs> like out of nowhere. To like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're supposed to care right for a second about anything that's happened to any of these people. And then well, it, it's only been a few weeks. He says so. I mean, the fact that it's recent is supposed to. Say something to well, us. Well, no, he said he like got over her a few weeks ago. I think was, was I don't, it something like that. I don't something. Know. He's like, like I've gotten over her. After it's all, been, it's, it's been, been weeks. Weeks, which is like oh, the classic Chevy okay. chase because he does a lot of that. Like it's like I feel like a hundred bucks. He's right. Like, yeah. Know, like, yeah. 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 I feel like a hundred bucks in this economy. Hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I feel like that never comes up again. I kept waiting for it to like apply somehow. But... Like if his wife happened to have also disappeared at the same time. Right. Yeah, or just something. Then they uh then what was it? They didn't come to a full stop at a at a uh, stop at the sign. Intersection. Yeah. So John Candy uses his Batman car. To... I was also I called it a Batmobile. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he chases them down uh 
turns into a high speed chase for no reason. Uh, <laughs> a very poorly filmed high speed chase from yeah. a guy who starred in Blues Brothers. Yeah. Like, yeah. You could call John Landis for some tips, Dan. Like, <laughs> give us something. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, John Candy plays the perfect police officer in yeah. this. That dude's on top of everything. Like, even got pointed out once again by the wife when, uh, after they did the detour, he flipped the thing back so that people could keep going. Yep. It's just like, you know what? He's not quite he's the kind, bad guy. And they're on and a high-speed chase that he yeah. apparently is going to give him a pass on. And he's right. very, Yeah, he's very fair. He wants it No, he's not. He gave them a pass on a high-speed chase. What did I well, just say? Well, fair. Because I, I said that, too. I was like, why wouldn't he bring it up? And Roy goes, well, because of what's what they're going to go through. Because <laughs> obviously he doesn't care for what happens. Yeah. And, and he uh, knows that they'll likely get Mr. Bone Strippered. Yeah. yeah. Nightmare Town. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, they get taken back to... Vocal vein... Vulcanvania, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Vulcanvania, Vulcanvania. Because it's yeah, like... I remember it was worse than I wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to say it, and I'm like, oh no, it's got an extra consonant. Let me work that in. It, what is it like? Is it like uh, a body existing outside of the, the like, Shire? Yeah, yeah. I something I, pre constitution. Yeah, it was like it was. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I oh, don't pre-Magna Carta. Pre-Magna, Pre-Magna Carta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry, I wasn't sure what we were talking about at I was first. trying to yeah. figure out, like, yeah, exactly how to describe this place. But, yeah, they but meet. But that's pre-Magna Carta. <laughs> they, they meet. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lawyer, by the way. Um, and then we meet Dan Aykroyd, who is playing our, our just insane judge character. Um, I'm just glad that he keeps giving that conehead, like, prosthetics person work. <laughs> um, or is it prosthesis? However you're he's supposed to got, say He's just got some crazy makeup going on, and occasionally a dick nose. <laughs> yeah, it varies throughout the movie. Like, it's, yeah, the quality Well, that's what it, happens especially. when you can take it off without breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Also, at some point in the film, he takes off the nose, revealing that it's fake, and it's like, okay, so you chose to have a dick nose? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, so he susses out the bankers because they can never help but mention it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm, so like I'm watching this movie and like the production design is impeccable. Mm-hmm. Like clearly they've got a lot going on here. Um, and like there are good shots in the movie, but like as far as visually directing the film, it somehow manages to be completely flavorless. Mm-hmm. There's a moment like, you know, you and I were talking about it, Roy, where like, they're like hiding Dan Aykroyd behind a stack of books for his first scene. Yeah. And then he kind of just pops up and that's the big Straight reveal of him. the bottom of the screen. It's like if he yeah. knocked the books off, it probably would have been a better like... If he had some backlight on him. If he right. Put some oh, well, you wouldn't want to make the set messy, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the whole problem with the film is that Dan Aykroyd directed it. And it is clear that he... Had direct, in his eyes. Yeah, like the only movie he's ever directed, and there was a reason for it. Yeah, like it just clearly he didn't have much vision outside of like you know the makeup and like the the set and everything. And it's like okay, this is clearly just things that you put into a screenplay and you put mm-hmm. in the hands of someone like Ivan Reitman. Yeah, and they will turn it into a. a, a a very interesting movie to look at but um frankly i don't feel like there's many notes in this movie that you would remember you know how like a song could get stuck in your head because there's too much rhythm yeah try and think of this movie how's it going to get stuck in your head what scenes are you going to be well just a little too hung up on i would think about the classic hot dog scene i would think about the hot dog i think about the character (laughs) design yeah that i would think about like a scene the gray hot dogs i i really enjoyed watching dan the glacio a hot dog (laughs) yeah um, as we were watching it, I decided that I would probably rather be in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. I I, I feel like if I just pissed those guys off, they'd probably kill me and get it over with yeah. instead of having to deal with all the the ridiculous rules that they've set up for their like for their the home. standing uh, would it, I guess not the standing escalator whatever. The moving sidewalk type shit. Yeah. Where you could kind of just like step off step of it. Step off of it. I feel yeah. like a lot of the traps that we got to witness in this movie very... are easily foiled by, <laughs> oh, hey, look, I'm just going to not. Yeah. This, well, you got to like participate in the traps. They're very yeah. participatory. Well, like the one where the floor drops out from under yeah, them. Like, that. I mean, there's I that. that. But like, yeah, no, the one that kind of takes them onto the very strange like little roller coaster that plays hair metal. 
as it's going through and I just like I realized because it played more than once like no they are actually playing that song in the universe of the movie but yet they're like removed from the rest of society mm-hmm. like so Dan Aykroyd's character chose to I mean he knows how to riff with current musicians you know because Which, Digital Underground shows I'm just, up <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out there I was certain that was gonna get racist I, I would have put money on it as oh, soon as no I was started. definitely yeah. right there and, with you yeah and uh Maybe it was. I don't want to sound ignorant by because maybe I missed something that's a little bad. But I was like, oh, no, he okay. actually joins in and exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah, especially for the era, I would say it was as least racist as you could get. <laughs> right. Like yeah, I thought for sure. Too. Like once the girls joined the judge on the stand, I was like, okay, now you're gonna kill all the guys, yeah, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> what's about to happen. You're gonna kill Tupac. Yeah, in his feature film <laughs> debut. <laughs> The second I saw Digital Underground step out of the car, I was like, what era is this? Like, are we about to see Tupac show up in this movie? Well, I mean, that was the second group of people you saw, like, interact with them. Yeah, we had, like, the drunk You had the drunk You had one of the Baldwin brothers. That's right. The worst Baldwin. The baddest Baldwin. Um, Billy? William. Which one was it? William. Okay, so Billy. Billy Baldwin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Well, <laughs> no, I guess I, I could after this I mean, movie, but I don't know I've heard I would... Billy Baldwin's the now one I don't. Of. Now I doubt if he's the worst one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one year ago today. <laughs> uh, uh, but, like, so he, they murder them. Yeah, for yeah. For being bad people. So you expect it when Digital Underground shows up. You know, they're like, oh, they're definitely not going to, like... Yeah, this rap group with all the group. That's the yeah. That's where I was on. sitting with it for sure. Like, but pleasantly surprised. Yeah. No, I actually really enjoyed that. Well, because like, you're like, oh, you're musicians, huh? Like, I was like, okay, well, here's where we have the musical guest of the evening, uh-huh. and then they play a full song. But the scene actually kind of works, and it's, it's one of the probably better scenes of the <laughs> like, entire film. Like, Digital Underground makes up the best characters of the movie. Like, if it starred Digital Underground instead of Chevy Chase and Demi Moore, like, if they got trapped... If this was, like, a weird, like, feature-length music video yeah, almost... Yeah, got they got to get out separately and then reunite and have a kind of song be a better at the movie. end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's very keeping with Dan Aykroyd having a musical number within your movie. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a very... Well, especially because the big musical number at the end would be used as a distraction... While they rescue the one person who got captured, playing, you know, in the right. Demi Moore spot, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're under the blades and they sneak them out during a performance, mm-hmm. a la Sound of Music. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> and you want to remake Nothing But Trouble, we can talk cash later. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> We're really surprised you miss all these very easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's the exciting conclusion of well, one of the four <laughs> exciting conclusions of this film. Uh, they have Demi Moore like kind of tied up, like, oh, come save the girl. Like I just met this bitch. I'm not like I'm not coming to save her. Are you who, kidding? But who is guarding Demi Moore? We haven't mentioned those. Oh my god! Yeah, mm. Bobo and fucking whatever the uh, other one. Little is. Devil. Little D E B B U L L. The subtitles inform me. Yeah. Giant mutant babies. Basically, one of them played by Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Uh, well, he clearly had to have his giant babies. He's like, well, if no one else will do it. Like I'll gross, get in the baby costume. Gross, oily, I'll sweaty get, babies. I'll diapers. put on the diaper. Oh, there's there's a bunch of diapers in this three movie. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah there. <laughs> yeah, no, the grandsons are just horrible. Uh, like you could literally remove them from the film and lose nothing. But I think those are the most some of the most memorable things in the film. I would agree. Not in a good way. Yes. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, like, so they get away after he saves Demi Moore, and then they come back with the police, and it turns out the entire police force is on their side. And then they pay off this, like, weird coal mine thing that they've mentioned a couple times. Yeah. That took me a couple of the ten times. Like, what the figure out like what the fuck is going on like and so it's like, the whole town is going to is been strip mined mm-hmm. so bad that it yeah that, that it's on fire underneath right and it's like yeah like the mention is like well this is going to come up and then when it like finally did i was like oh yeah i forgot about yes yeah. um we've also and, forgot to mention john candy and drag getting married to oh Chevy Chase. yes we did or death <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, he had a choice between dying or marrying John Candy and drag. And which hearing they... the word dumb used for mute. Mm-hmm. No, That's that right. Because was... <laughs> it's his sister, John Candy's character's sister. Yeah. And uh, she's mute. Yeah. And she's... Both of them are John Candy's mm. character. Both of... And, like, she's more interesting than his policeman character. Yeah, well, far. it offers up more for him to do. Without like, saying anything. Because, <laughs> yeah, John Candy, like, really... Like, I mean, what a weird choice for the policeman role, honestly. Uh, like, offers nothing, like... He, showed, he disappears for, like, most of the movie. Yeah, you exactly. kind of wonder what and the fuck what, happened to him. Yeah. And that's when Eleonora definitely becomes way more center stage. Yeah. Right. yeah. And even then, I like, I... Uh, like they weren't doing it. Like the fact that she was mute really gave. I feel like gave him nothing to work with. So, but I, it did as all he could, and it was yeah. No, John Candy's giving it his best. I yeah. Some of the best mo- like one of the funniest things I think that happened in that movie, thanks to John Candy's Elnora, is uh, when she catches uh, Demi Moore by the back of the neck, and then That's Chevy Chase steps out to be the man. He's like unhand her. Grab you too. Same exact way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, whoops. Um, and then, of course, we like they get away from that again, and then they're like watching the news, and like, oh, actually, they're fine, and they're coming to see him. And then che- uh, Chevy Chase, uh, Roadrunners, out of the room in the weirdest, like, most unfitting, <laughs> like, literally a yeah. silhouette through a wall. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if the rest of the movie yeah, like that... was a cartoon? Yeah. 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 But it wasn't. Yeah, it was just a totally messy, mixed-up tone that had nothing to do with anything. It was very much like a TV movie shot. Like, it was very flat. And yeah. Like, I mean, it looks like it was filmed in white. I mean, I know we watched it in full screen. Right. It looks like it filmed it. in full screen. Right. right. You know? Like, yeah. Well, and even though he already had the last word, he still had to get the last word again. Because, yeah. like, right as it's, like, fading out, he's like, not gonna happen. It's like, yeah. oh I've my got God. enough of you, Chevy Chase. The fucking ADR jokes in this movie. Like, there's so many, like, yeah. weird, like, little quips that they obviously added in posts. Like, was the movie not funny? Like, I know the movie wasn't funny yeah. enough. But, but like... Knew. But if you guys realize that, why did it get released? So they knew it wasn't funny. I mean, how much money did they spend on, like... I mean, just the production... I mean, there was literally... Uh, seven-foot-tall pile of toasters in this movie. There are, You know, yeah, like, yeah. and all these weird shit in this town, like, and the amount, like, all the death traps that they built and all that stuff. So I just looked up the budget and the worldwide gross. Um, yeah, that movie was gross. The, uh, the budget was $40 million. The 19. gross... Eight million dollars. Oh, I was close. Well, you were pretty close. <laughs> so forty million dollars in like ninety-two money. Yeah, and oh my god, yeah, no kidding. Like a movie so bad it ruined the phrase. We made eight million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, out of ten, out of ten, Jamie's, uh, what would you give this film, David Cantu? Three, but I came in planning on giving it a one. <laughs> How about you, Roy? I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to give it a solid... Uh, I'm going to give it a 7. Because okay. the ideas that it presented were very interesting. And it was kind of based on a true story. Yes. That has happened to Dan Aykroyd and his brothers. Right. Like getting hauled into this weird thing in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere. So it had an interesting idea. Yeah. I feel like the production of the movie is far more interesting than the rest of it. Like I said, if Ivan Reitman directed it, yes. if John, K- John Landis directed it, mm-hmm. like in the same era, like you might have had something. It is fascinating. And like, I could even see myself watching it again solely based on that. Uh, as, as the... Like, uh, as the final product that they present to us, I feel like I probably have to give it like a 4.5. Like it, it's definitely not horrible, um, but it's also not good. <laughs> I think it leans on a lot of star power. Yes, and I will definitely agree exactly. with that. Exactly. But like, like it's a crutch, but they're not walking good even with the crutch. Right. They're not keeping up with the pack. It kind of makes you wonder like if anybody else was in it, like what if instead of Chevy it was Bill Murray? Yeah. Or somebody like, you know, in the same era, like, yeah. or if John Candy was the lead and not the mm. police officer. Ooh. You know, like. Oh, you know that. 
God damn, that would be pretty good. <laughs> like, where you get Steve Martin or somebody, Martin Short, anybody. Yeah. Because at that point, I think Chevy is just pretty much done. Chevy's kind of given up on yeah, anything. On <laughs> most performances. So let's move on to a film that Cantu and I have been looking forward to talking about for a while. Uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. The... Uh, so there's a behind the scenes story, of course, with this movie that I'm sure most people know. But hey, we'll regurgitate it here, uh, where it's necessary. It is. It yeah. is kind of necessary. Um, Might be the best Hollywood story ever. <laughs> so basically, they I think they initially approached Arnold Schwarzenegger to do this movie. He read it, thought this is awful, um, and then basically called up Sylvester Stallone and said. Oh yeah, I'm really thinking about doing this movie. It's so good, and uh, Stallone's like, you know what? We gotta, we gotta take this out from under him. So he decides, I'm going to star in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot uh, with Estelle Getty of the uh, Golden Girls, and uh, boy howdy. It and, is. It is a movie. And Schwarzenegger always knew it was a pile of shit. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me just. Everybody in the room, Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Stallone. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'll go with Stallone. See, I'm a Schwarzenegger guy. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. be fair, I was torn. Yeah. No, I mean, like they're both good. I that like, wasn't yeah. a light decision. I yeah. wasn't ready for it. Yeah, but... I I know I like Stallone better just because of uh, just because of stuff like Rocky. Well, and... Exactly. Is... He covers multiple genres. Yes. You can like Stallone doing different things. Schwarzenegger is the Stallone, same guy. Schwarzenegger. Stallone, Stallone has made the better movies. Like yes, classic movies. But like on a whole, Schwarzenegger's had a much better like run of movies that yeah. are enjoyable. I yeah, I could I could I could see that. You know, I think Schwarzenegger's done better like comedies. I was gonna say he's yeah. more famous for a bunch of stinkers if you think about it. And that's not even to try and shit on him, but right. think about Junior. Uh, Turbo Man, I even enjoy Turbo Man, but it's regarded as a stinker. Mm. Uh, Twins. Yeah. Twins is awesome, though. Twins is hilarious. Uh... <laughs> Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? I've actually never seen either Twins or Junior. Um, I know. So... <laughs> AMC used to have you covered, man. Uh, I know. I, I, like, I, watched, I always missed them. I watched Twins on TNT a billion times oh, in yeah. my childhood. Yeah. But don't worry, gents. I am fully prepared... To be the contrarian here, because I have realized something thanks to this movie. Yeah? I think maybe not only do I have bad taste, but I, I, I'm just internally, there's, I'm just, there's something corny about me. Because I actually enjoyed it. Oh my god. I had a good time. <laughs> Boy, I don't know about of that. Of the three, this is my least favorite. Ooh. Ooh, really? I've sat with the third one for a minute, and... I, oh boy! This movie did some things that I just you can't get past. I can't continue on. Once it happened, I couldn't continue on <laughs> with the film. Well, I'm interested to hear. I, but I had not seen it before today, but I ended up yes. actually. I had it was seen, all right. I had never seen it as a whole. I had seen pieces of it on TV. Yeah. I have never seen it ever. Uh, I just knew it by reputation. But David Cantu, could you give us a synopsis for Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? Oh, I mean. Guy is a police officer who's uh, got dating issues. Like, it's the most amazing thing. Like, we've seen that before. Nothing yeah. that in this movie There's nothing new is truly here. original. Yeah. Uh, if anything, we get to see a lot of things done, uh, like the whole romantic airport scene that we've seen a million yeah. times. Yeah. You get to see it with the dude and his mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, point is, I, I actually thought there was quite a few, like, funny lines, fun dialogue. The, it, what really got done? Not much. It's just a police officer trying to do his job while his overbearing mother is there getting way too involved in everything he's doing and to a cartoonish extent. Yeah. yeah. But a multiple of the... Like, really, I'm, I think the writing deserves more credits and I've never heard anyone talk about the writing in this movie before, but there was dialogue that I thought was funny. I'm not saying the entire plot was solid. Uh -huh. I'm saying they wrote bits that really worked and I thought were clever. Like the jumper scene, for example. Ooh, the jumper scene? I don't know about that. I don't know about that part. The guy oh, talking man. on the way down? Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> like, oh, that guy's got problems. <laughs> I remember we sat down to watch it, and I was yeah. like, this, get, like, had, like, 30 minutes, I'm like, this is like Turner and Hooch, uh, the cop and the dog movie. Yeah. I or, found that one boring, but yeah. Or Chuck Norris and Top Dog, with, where it's Chuck <laughs> Norris and a dog. It's that movie but where they they're playing, the like, the set. level of, like, ah, oh, it's a buddy cop movie, but it, this is obviously for children. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So nobody's getting, yeah. like, barely getting hurt or anything and it's just uh, do you guys not think it's okay for children to have movies too because to me I see this as like not not quite baby's first action movie but I see them like getting along their way the same way that like there's lots of great RPGs out there where you could kill the shit out of people yeah and they still keep making Pokemon why because there's new kids getting into gaming every year and they deserve something to play with on their way in they shouldn't have to good Oh my god. Listen, man, I even agree with you, and I don't want to defend that point with you because we are in the minority here. I've never sat through an entire Pokemon game. Uh, yeah, I but, knew we weren't going to be able to lean on you. For no, this no, one. no. I'm not going to be a tiger. Even you making it. a point I agree with you, I don't want to back you up. The people that would come no, for us. You've chosen would, to crucify yourself. I, I would rather. And that's horrible right now. I am sitting here trying to defend Stop or My Mother Will Shoot. But you're like, but Pokemon does it good. It's like. Man, the fans don't seem to think so. <laughs> I mean, if they had to choose between the two, like uh, playing a Pokemon game or watching Stopper, my mom will shoot. They'd probably play the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least you're uh, you can kind of try to make it a better experience. I mean, this you're movie con- is just the movie that they made. You are in control of your experience. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the nightmare diaper scene. That that's the that's the point. That where I was like, this too. movie is terrible. This is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no, I I, I just thought know. it was over the top. I'm so I'm so like I think I'm so in between you guys right now because like it's it's such a fascinating like none of the jokes really land for me. Like some yeah. of them do. Like there are some genuinely like. Like Estelle Getty is still, funny. Yeah, Estelle Getty is like funny throughout the entire mm-hmm. movie. Like I and like I said, she's in it, guys. Good yeah. news. Yeah, so, <laughs> Stallone is terrible. <laughs> Stallone's like I feel like he's trying and he's sometimes trying too hard. Yeah, damn. Um, like it's just it's not really for him. like and it, it and I would you know would it have been better if he did the entire thing like more straight like to me if it's going to be that ridiculous already I think you've so. got to. I think so. No, I I agree that like he if he were like because he's kind of somewhere like meeting it somewhere in the middle and it's not really working. I think if maybe he were like, and I mean like the 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 screenplay just doesn't lend itself. I to feel this. like if he was genuinely sad or upset whenever his mom did the things that she did, yeah, as opposed to like, oh mom, why why mom, you're making my life so ah. it was just kind of the same beats over and yeah. over again. I think that's kind of my like I you know I can appreciate something like the horrific diaper scene. Um. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that one got a laugh from outside the room from Sarah just because. She could only hear the, let me change you, and the, I don't want to change, stop trying to change me. <laughs> she didn't have the visual that he was there in a diaper. I was in the living room still watching it, and I'm not saying I was guffawing, but just at the, like, stop trying to change me. It's like, yeah. oh, that's because he's in a diaper. Ha ha. And yeah. she goes, what was funny about that? I'm like, oh, he's in a diaper. And she goes, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but what 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 is Stallone thinking on that day when he has to walk out on re- in a diaper? I really do wonder, like, how he felt as this movie was going on. As a guy who... Uh, creative rock as a guy who <laughs> seems to take himself fairly Very seriously, seriously like um but I, well apparently not he made this like <laughs> and heavily regrets it um but i will say the best thing about this movie is there's two scenes where we heavily feature sylvester stallone's ass mm-hmm. and those yeah. are immaculate that was part of the weird tone with for this movie yeah. for me. So I'm like, this is obviously very juvenile. Yes. So well, like, it, why? It's is... made for kids and their moms, and you guys are so against. <laughs> I that. don't. Well, no, I'm not against it being for kids. It just seemed like it. It seemed like a little. There's so many parts that seemed over kids' heads, and like, yeah. or just like Disney too, does that too. too no, I agree. Uh, but like, Again, just like too well. mature. Yeah, yeah. Well, doing something well should be implied as the goal. <laughs> like, hey, can we do it bad today? It's like, well, if you want, think, if you want they, slide, no one's going to tell you what to I do. I mean, I think they probably went on that set at some point and was like, mm, 
Yeah, like this isn't getting any better. <laughs> yeah. If we make it as bad as possible, maybe I, it might be entertaining. Well, yeah, I just think it, it exists somewhere in between and it doesn't commit fully to being a children's like family film. Mm-hmm. And also like, but it doesn't go like far enough in the angle of like being like... It's a child's um, action film and that's the thing because my parents, well more specifically my dad, yeah. his rule was I could watch from whatever age rated R movies yeah. with however much violence but if it had sex scenes, pop it out, gotta go, can't yeah. be in here while we're watching this. Right. So I watched a lot of horrific murdery scenes yeah. starring, you know, Sly <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Schwarzenegger yeah. and these same guys who we know have made these cornball kidsy movies yeah. that do have action in them. Like, let's take the fight scenes from Turbo Man. Like, right, are right. you kidding me? It's not like that with... <laughs> I think it's important I to think, give people that bridge. The I think same Jingle way All the Way does. commits better I, than this one does. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but they had Sinbad. Like, it's easy to commit <laughs> to a comedy when you've got a comedian Ag- on set. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had Estelle Getty, and she is a comedian. Like everything that she's in, pretty much works within yeah. the movie. It's although I will say, I don't like, know, obviously like, they do it too many times. They she gets too- herself in danger way too often to the point that I was just frustrated with her. Also, yeah. why are you dragging this dog into all these situations yeah. where it's I basically do, part of your meat shield? Can I say I love how Sylvester Stallone, like whenever he has the dog in his hands, is just completely manhandling this thing, like, <laughs> like, like shaking that dog, <laughs> like one hand, like gesturing with the dog. I I, I don't know how I many times. I don't know fun. if you guys noticed this. Something else I thought was genuinely funny and gave me so much anxiety from the beginning. Almost every time the mom had a gun in her hands, the dog was sitting on a counter right at the point of it. Dude, well, you know she pointed mm-hmm. it right at her face all yeah. the time. Like, <laughs> no, uh, when she's like washing the gun early in the movie. thought that was going to come back. I, I thought, well. <laughs> It'll blow up if you fire it. I'm like, that's how they're going to get it. That's that would have been good. That she's going to sneak it back in. Chekhov's got hand <laughs> I, um, I I thought for a moment. Wouldn't it be insane if this movie just had Estelle Getty blow her fucking head off and then like... And then he has to deal with the grief of his dad. <laughs> Stop, mom! And by the Stop, way... because my mother is shot as the sequel. I really wanted, like... Because every time someone would say stop in this movie, we would follow it up by yelling, or my mom will shoot. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. wanted this movie to kind of be like a little bit worse and just yeah. like Commit like to. literally say it 15 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like kids action movies in the 90s, like I, I did think of like Three Ninjas when we were watching this movie because yeah. it was very, very cartoony, but like the same kind of tone, but like Three Ninjas is obviously just for children. Right. You know, and it's like... Oh, I get this. I can understand watching this movie as a child, and then mm-hmm. like, but if you go in, you plug in, stop or my mom will shoot. I don't, I don't, because I'm trying to decide if I'd actually have liked it as a child. And for me personally, would I don't you have think been I... afraid to show it to your child? Uh, no, no. Um, but I don't think I would have enjoyed watching it as a child. No. Would I you have showed would've... Care Bears to your child? Uh, no. Oh, okay, well, I was going <laughs> to lean on your second point there because I'm not sitting through Care Bears, but like, it might be okay for my kid to watch if that's what they want to watch. I mean, sure, if they're if it's on, I'm not going to be like, oh, turn this off, but I wouldn't like you know go out of my way to. I think the other problem with it is just a really bad movie. Like, there's no plot. I mean, the plot makes no it's sense. That's very criticism for both the. Uh, yeah. But there's like they set up a, a bad '90s English villain yeah. for your action movie. He doesn't say or really do anything. No, the there, entire I, movie. I honestly and, couldn't follow much of what was going and on. There's some that fire guys. with some guns, yeah. and then all the things. Mm. I I actually I, I want to walk that back. It's not that I don't agree with your criticism that the plot like. It's not even that it was hard to track. It's like, wait, what was there to track? Did I miss anything? Or or was it just that way? But that is literally how I felt with the others. It it leaves you with the feeling of, when is this going to be over? Like, I like hanging out with you guys, but it's like, what is... Oh, none of them I'm not getting anything out of this Yeah, no, I think that's a theme with all three of these. Oh, yeah, none of them have. The difference between... None of the trouble in this was like at least that's like visually interesting. That like one's it. like at least that one's kind of fucking insane. Yeah, and it's a, like you're like what? A, why are you making these decisions? Completely, but not in a, not in terms of like as a viewer following the narrative. It's yeah. more so the behind the scenes. Whereas this one, it's like uh, like I'm not like I'm just not super into like obviously. Well, we're here's agreeing a behind the scene that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. When uh, he does the fireman hold, he's holding the dog, but he's got her right the here. Dummy. The dummy? Yeah, the dummy. That was so clearly a dummy. You know yeah. how extra we could tell it was a dummy? When he chose to go slamming through those walls, I don't know if you noticed, he led dummy, dummy first. 
And then he sets her down and she's like, great, let's get going. Well, he had like the one insert of her too where <laughs> she's sell it. <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing? Put me down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I even know the one you're talking about yeah. there. They he did. slammed that dummy into several walls. That's hilarious. He was like, to his mother. <laughs> they did waste a really good action scene with a truck and the airplane at the end. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty good yeah. straight up action scene. No, that was like that. Like you would you would expect that in like another Sylvester Stallone like that yeah. belongs that, like an Expendables that's movie a, that's in Cobra yeah. or something yeah 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 where and then like uh, like so he's he saves her from a fucking plane that's taking off and then like she shoots a guy at the end which obviously like ties with a nice little bow on the title of the th- of the film but, but it's like like but he doesn't say the title <laughs> he does, yeah he should. <laughs> stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> So obviously we're agreeing to disagree here, but... But can you say that you've seen it before? Um, yes and no. Like, 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 it, like the general bones of the story, yes. Yeah. The twist they put on it, no. Isn't that like literally the point of writing? Like, we've seen most of it before and we gotta find a new twist. I'm just saying, yeah. seeing someone go through know that, that stuff with their worked, mom, I but... thought, I'm not saying it's the best thing yeah. in the world, but I have no problem with that thing existing or being viewed by people. Yeah. And what Jamie rating would you put on it? 7.5. Okay. Roy. Barely a 2. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with... Oh, I've been teetering this whole time. I think I'm going to go with just like... Just a 4. Like it wasn't like egregious... I think it was like fairly competently put together. It's just like the, the obviously it just wasn't for me. And I don't know if this helps, but this was the only one I started with the intention of not liking. <laughs> it Fair didn't enough. pan out, but Fair enough. Well, um, when talking of screenwriting, the guy who I'm wrote so this movie I'm so glad you're reading this up. Uh, wrote a book called Save the Cat, which is like the screenwriting book for that era of Hollywood, like how to sell a spec script. From, like, so like his only two credits are this movie and Blank Check. And it was all right. Yeah, Blank Check. So, okay. but he, I'm sure he leads with Blank Check. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not oh, wait, the at... movie with the pedophile lady? My bad. I don't, know which, I don't know which one he starts with anymore. So yeah. That's who wrote the movie. <laughs> and uh, that that's who wrote Save the Cat, which no one should ever listen to, by the way. No, it's a terrible, terrible book. <laughs> Anyone who quotes Save the Cat to me, I don't trust your opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but moving on to our final film of the night, Destiny Turns on the Radio. And I would love to be the one who gives the synopsis for this film, but I honestly don't think I'm capable. I think I can take it. Oh, if, yeah, you know what? Go ahead, man. I I would love to I hear. thought we already did a synopsis for these movies. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty... Quentin Tarantino is some sort of god. Yes. Who is uh, very attractive to the ladies. He has a cool car with a trunk full of money. Yeah. And he goes around and uh, intertwined with people's lives who you don't give a fuck about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's fake because he doesn't touch a single foot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so he picks up... What was his name again? Dylan McDermott. He pulled, picks up Dylan McDermott and... Uh, oh yeah, didn't he have a name? He's uh, Julian. Julian, yeah. Not what I would... Yeah, not, I know. I, would, I wouldn't have no, been no, At no. no point in the movie did we stop referring to him as Dylan McDermott. <laughs> so he... Uh, we all watched this one together. I, I, have you seen this one before, Roy? I have seen it because I owned it on VHS. Yes. I watched it like during the heyday of like Tarantino interest. Tarantino you know? fever. Yeah. Um... I didn't remember anything other than the pool, this pool thing. Yeah, the, the the pool scene is the one thing I've ever seen from. Because you showed me, you're like, hey, have you seen this before? Can you show me the VHS? And so Quentin Tarantino, and I'm like, favorite actor. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I saw, like separately saw the pool scene where he rises out of the pool surrounded by electricity. And nude? just his nude. <laughs> uh, he does not hang dong in the movie, but he's like surrounded by no electricity. No Jamie's for you. <laughs> and he... Uh, uh, like just has this awkward like toad-like expression on his face just like Tarantino was one of those guys who looked did looked really weird young like yeah I think he's a, a more normal looking person now yeah but like when he was young he looked like a 
caricature of a yes, person. Yes, yes. I didn't know. It, I mean, I kind of agree. Seeing him with a smooth face is weird because now he looks like if he was on Mount Rushmore, you could climb him. Yeah, he, yeah you know, he's got, he's, you know, he's got the visage of a, you know, like I, I was a president in the 1800s. You know, like. So, yeah, no. So he Welcome meets, back to Quentin Rose. <laughs> he meets Dylan McDermott and uh, he, uh, he found, finds him wandering in the desert uh, and then picks him up and uh, he's got a tattoo on his arm uh, with a little heart and it said whatever the lady's name was Lucille, Lucille. and uh, he's like um, didn't say oh, that enough in the movie for me yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the actress's name either uh, so uh, he's like oh is that your girl like oh don't tell me she's beautiful right how are her feet <laughs> feet give me a scale one to ten here I'm going to start spreading my hand. Tell me, tell me when to stop. And then you'll find a notepad in the, the, in the glove box. Sketch them for me. <laughs> um, so then he, he, so he takes him back to this little Marilyn Monroe-themed motel and he, where he meets up with his friend who uh, cannot act angry. Or well, act in general, but uh, act I have angry. seen him act though. Like it was, that's, that's, it was weird. Well, he just—he was just horribly miscast for this role because it's just like, why wouldn't you have tested him with one of these films where he like has to like, you know, get flustered? And because anytime he does, he's just like, it's just so flat and fake. And I mean, no one's acting is particularly good in this movie, partially no. because you're just saying that looking for this character, they should have been a bit more thorough. Which would, uh, which is the character's name. name? That is the character. Get it? Name. Do you yeah. get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're bank robbers. That's yeah. the key. Oh yeah, I forgot they had crime at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, don't worry, they didn't do it during the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would. That would be interesting to watch. It wouldn't be. Well, it wouldn't be a knockoff Tarantino movie if, uh, like, clearly some guy, like, he must have been the first one to come to him. Like after like Reservoir Dogs or he, something. I actually read that he got him to be in this movie like a week before Pulp Fiction premiered at Con or Bomb or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like oh, so like God. he signed the dotted line before he knew he was gonna be <laughs> before he really blew up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No. Like it, like it just seems like he he saw Reservoir Dogs really like that movie and like Tarantino must have just been flattered that he was clearly mimicking his work. And we're like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> I, I can't remember which one of you said it while we were watching it, but I honestly found it was very true. The dialogue didn't seem like a dialogue that happens with people. No. You know, it, yeah. it seemed like it was written for an audience. It gave me like Letterkenny vibes, where it's just like not quite pause for laugh, but they intend yeah. for you to be laughing. Well, there. like every single piece of dialogue is trying to be witty. And it doesn't work. And every character talks in the same witty yes. vernacular. Everybody's like quasi forties detective movie, right? Tone. Well, and it's like a, yeah, it's a very heavy lenience on like oh, the sixties are great, huh? Yeah, like yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's in a lot of at, at the know. risk of spoilers. Could you guys tell me? I, I I didn't keep good track. Were those dirty cops or were they just? Just kind of grumpy sometimes. I think they were just grumpy. Cause oh, yeah. I was like, are these actual bad cops? He, has, he is an escaped criminal, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, which they didn't really... It's really do. thin if they... Yeah, they didn't Because he just appears one. in the desert in the first yeah. scene. Yeah, and then you could see it in the newspaper later that yeah. uh, he escaped. Yeah. And uh, Lucille even makes a reference to it. Yeah. But, uh... So the, Lucille is a singer in Vegas and his love. And we were convinced she was a car. By the yeah, way. we were thinking she was a car. Would <laughs> no, I'm, I was going to yeah. say, I'm pretty sure it was dog, then car. That's right. Then yeah. we're like, oh, woman. Well, car, and then, and they're know. talking about what a bombshell she is. And like, listen, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy to say this. But uh, I mean, she, she's, she's just, she here, wasn't. let me say it. Yeah. The movie informs us that Lucille is a bombshell. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. It tells you. Many, many times. times. Yeah. Many it's times. trying she's, to convince you that this lady with ramen noodle hair is insanely attractive. So beautiful that the head of a casino takes her in, gives yeah. her a car, house, and like a singing thing. Played by Jim Belushi. Jim, the one and only. Um, <laughs> uh, who, surprisingly, not the worst actor. No. Wow. In fact, That's a good point. That's yeah, a silver lining there. One of the, the best. better actors in the entire film. 
Huh? Isn't that yeah, that crazy? is a good silver lining? Yeah, yeah. Way to go! We were making jokes the whole time. Because <laughs> obviously you're gonna make fun of Jim Belushi. Oh yeah, no, we were, we're only human. we were no. relentless there against Jim some, Belushi. I, there are a couple movies where I do generally. Oh yeah, love Jim Belushi. If, if you ever seen Real Men with Jim Belushi and Josh Ritter, you should check that out. I've John. seen. I've 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 uh, I've seen a handful of movies I've liked him in, but other than that, it's like you know, clearly they wanted a Belushi in this film. And uh, they they fit the bill, but at what cost? It's all. It was a weird '90s thing to like take like a comedic actor and then make him a villain, or make him like oh, a tough yeah. guy or something. You know, like I like the villain angle, the tough guy thing. That can be a tough sell. Yeah, because like have you uh, Mad Dog and Glory with Robert De Niro and Bill Murray, and Bill Murray is the gangster, and he beats the shit out of Robert De Niro. <laughs> And Uma Thurman's in it also. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe we should have watched this movie instead. Well, um, it'd be hard to call it a torture podcast because that sounds great. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's a magical fantasy. I was going to say, is this a sci-fi? Uh, just, yeah. What, what, yeah. No, I was going to say gender. What genre is this? <laughs> I don't think they know quite. They haven't is. quite decided. Because the, the pool is magical. Then. They couldn't yeah. write an ending and they're like... Sci-fi will just sci-fi this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because Tarantino comes out of this crack in the pool or something, yeah. and the it's lightning linked, strikes linked to the cosmos. Yeah, vaguely, there's a weird uh, old man from the desert that's Dur- Dylan McDermott's dad. Yes, mm-hmm. who says stuff about the cosmos and like well, he's like well wait. he's experienced it, and that dude is fried. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not talking about the sun, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I yeah I didn't really get anything from his character. I think both you and I can too were expecting some kind of like Eric Bana Hulk like 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 his a dad. transformation yeah. type yeah. thing. After yeah, yeah, yeah. He like got he gets grinded. in the pool and you know, or for him to have some sort of hidden knowledge that he can like bring up right. at some point. Explain the movie, please. Yeah, <laughs> like I like I could not like this one. I could not follow because it was. It was too complicated, and they weren't mm-hmm. doing they it, complicated if, but mundane. You know, yeah, like it they wasn't spent all the time on the boring relationship talk that went in circles yeah. and didn't explain any of the fun stuff that was happening in the movie. I I was like really because I you know I didn't write down any notes for this movie, but I I, I just figured like ah you know we're gonna watch it right before <laughs> we talk on the podcast, and like I I was like. I'm not filing anything away mentally. I literally have nothing to say about a majority of the film. This movie seems like it would have been a good sequel if in the first movie they taught me to care about these people. (laughs) Or just experience this Johnny Destiny character who is like supposed to be like... We barely see him. He's not in the movie. Obviously Tarantino's not a good actor, so it's probably great that you don't spend a lot of time with him. I would have loved that far more. I would have loved seeing Tarantino... Act poorly but confidently. He very yeah. confident. I was going to say, the confidence was there. Yeah, no, this is back when he had the acting bug before he realized, um, maybe I should just do cameos. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to be pretty confident to do his role in Django. <laughs> what are you talking about? He blew up. <laughs> that accent. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Uh, but like, you could say it if you use an accent. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and like, so he's supposed to be like, he's gonna show this to Zoe Bell at some point. Like, <laughs> so he's supposed to like change people's luck or something. Yeah, no, movie? he's like, he's like the like a demon or a oh, god of luck, luck or something. something. So he's going yeah. around like cha- in helping, Las Vegas, helping people, people. sort of, but they don't really show any of that. Other right, movie. there's no payoff. And like yeah. he's, you know, he's like giving some people bad what advice. Was that the end, and remember. Then, <laughs> but how did you already forget this man uh because this movie's incredibly forgettable yeah um i kept forgetting the title that's why i was glad that you're like we're gonna watch this together i'm like good i cannot get that into a google <laughs> well it was mark. also gonna be very hard to find luckily it was on amazon i, I this mean, podcast brought to you by not them <laughs> I don't. I don't really know that I have much more to say unless you guys do. <laughs> yeah, there's not. I mean, nothing happened, so no. really, you can't really get into it too. No, much. none like, of the characters are interesting. Like there are good none, actors who are giving. None of them changed. I blinked when uh, they took the power back from Belushi in that one scene. I was like, oh, I thought he had you guys at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah no, I, no yeah. idea. What I was like, did, there. did I look away? Did I blink, or did they just not show us? Um, there's a lot of like knocking people out with shoes. 
But it's yeah. referenced, so it's okay. Yeah. He says, I'm loving this, this shoe. shoe thing. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm, this, this, this new adventure I made. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, I do like how it shows us how before uh, internet porn, how desperate, <laughs> desperate horny <laughs> men were to get their rocks off yeah. in any way. Just, I mean, I get that these establishments still technically exist in this day and age. But we have this scarecrow woman up on stage doing the lounge singer thing. Yeah. And I mean, you know. Wolf whistles, baby. And yeah, He's no, they like, are Aluga. so into it. Doing There's... a full song, a full three Oh, we and a watched the song. entire like, song. You Which can is... see her lower back. Because oh. <laughs> she's going to get a record deal also. And yeah. that's a part oh, of Oh, is that what was that being was put on the table? The, yeah. That was part of the whole thing, too, which amounted, again, to, to nothing. I mean, yeah. Also, especially... David Cross was in it. Yeah, I was. In like his least favorite role I've ever seen him in I think yeah, not no, to say that I hated this one but I, I was expecting him to make he showed up in street clothes I thought he was going to make the movie better honestly I saw him in the opening credits and I was like hey yeah. well, there we go we're going to yeah. get some we're David Cross get a laugh or two and Bobcat Goldthwait oh yeah, yeah he's in, and he had nothing to do either yeah and okay there yeah. is a good story this is a good story I heard David Cross tell this he was shooting the movie in Vegas and he was playing blackjack and he was talking to the dealer, and she's like, oh, could you get Jim Belushi's autograph for my sick son? My son's sick, and he likes Jim Belushi for some reason. <laughs> so you gonna tear, are you going to tear it up once but, he gets better? Like what? So, David Cross goes to Jim Belushi, and Jim Belushi tells him to go fuck himself, basically, and that he's not going to give this, uh, write his name down for this kid. <laughs> Oh my god! But the best actor in the movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> According to Jim, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I wrote it on a piece of paper for you. <laughs> oh, and another real sign of the times. It's on the box. It's in the opening credit. James Belushi. Like, yeah. All right. He hadn't gotten well. Clearly, the way he was talking on set, he was still pretty pretentious. Yeah. yeah. Well, that... he needed some distance between him and his brother before he was like, "Hey, you could call me Jim." Yeah. yeah no, this was his uh, thespian name. I yeah. I have literally nothing else to say about Destiny Turns on the Radio. I think I'm gonna have to go with a solid two on this one. I probably uh, basically agree with that. Like, if. There's just nothing. Just nothing. There's nothing no, in this movie. I have. I, I. I. recommend watching the scene where Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, rises just watch out of that YouTube clip. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's the only thing you need because, like, uh, I'm. I'm glad that we have this common ground. Like before, you agreed with Tyler. I was already like, yeah, two sounds fine to me. <laughs> yeah. this, this was my least favorite of the set. Yes. And I'll admit something that hurt the first movie for me. I know this is backstepping. But I already, I can't believe I'm blanking on what it's called, but the type of videos where like people make a lot of mouth sounds and stuff. ASMR. Uh, ASMR. Yeah. Yes. There was so much of that going on in the first movie, and I always hate that stuff. Mm -hmm. Especially oh, we're talking about the eating scene. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love I get that it was supposed scene, to be gross. Yeah. But boy, did that Foley guy, like, he was getting his money <laughs> worth the, that well, day. Well, much like Destiny turns on the radio, here's something I could say about it. Uh, There's so many parts where they're screaming, and it's, like, so clear that I don't know if, like, they were wearing lav mics or if the boom mic was too close to them. But, like, the audio is peaking all over the place. And this was, I mean, we didn't watch this on a VHS. Like, yeah, we watched a modern transfer of this film, and it was so bad. Um, but, it's uh, like they wanted us to suffer. <laughs> I think if I had to recommend one scene from Nothing But Trouble, I would definitely say the hot dog scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the only reason I enjoyed Destiny Tones on the radio more than Stop or My Mom Will Shoot uh, is because it's at least trying to be different. Like, they're trying to be a little... It's, it's definitely far, like, farther out of the box. Like... like because, like, part of the problem with Stop or the Mama Shoot is just it, the whole thing is, like, cookie-cutter coming off of, like... It's so weird, because I feel like I... Cookie-cutter with I don't mean like in, twist. I don't yeah. mean, like, trying to be, like, uh, poetic, like, well, I'd say the same thing about yours, but literally, that's how I feel about the... I feel like I've watched so many Texas Chainsaw Massacres, so many, like, horror haunted movies, like, oh, yeah. you're going into the house, oh, there's death traps, oh, they're not yeah. gonna let you leave, they... It turns out they've gotta deal with the next town over, so you didn't yeah. even escape, like... I, I feel like I've seen all that before, right. but then seeing Stallone go through all these classic like 80s movie tropes, but instead of it being like some bombshell, it's an old lady, it's his mom, and he is beholden to her. Right. That I saw, I that I thought I haven't seen other places. So 
that's what I mean. Like, I was so surprised by the criticism there. Because, like, dang. That clearly, just shows you what you grow up with. Clearly, I need to make Destiny Turns on the Radio my favorite movie of the three. And I need to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really like, lost that one as far as I'm concerned. Right? <laughs> we, need to, we need to start a fierce <laughs> argument over this one. But, yeah. No. Uh, so, none of them are particularly uh, great. <laughs> yeah. It... L- that's why I needed to point out the ASMR aspect yeah. of it. Because that scene alone dropped this movie like two points for me. <laughs> and I, while I don't think it's fair, it's in there. And yeah. I will never not feel that way about it. I'm not going to rewatch it one year and be like, actually, it's pretty funny when you think about it, how gross they are. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Dan Aykroyd is technically the only one to have hung dong. Even if it was a prosthetic I, I nose. Know, yeah. Mm. What if Stop or My Mom Shoot like starred somebody who was funny? Like if it wasn't Sylvester Stallone? Like if they decided to use a comedy like, actor who could pass okay, for... Okay, I know he wasn't around during the day, but my brain cast someone immediately that I think would be all right. Charlie Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Mom, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and it probably and is Charlie, because of Sonny. And it's Charlie's mom from, from the Always Sunny. Sunny. Yeah. I'd oh, be so <laughs> I cleaned your guns, Charlie. <laughs> oh. And I completely forgot the reference I was going to make earlier was for that last scene in uh, Destiny Puts on the Radio. I would have liked if they pulled out the gun, the Clorox gun from Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. I'm like, wow, this is full circle. Oh, man. No wonder Tyler picked all three of these. He just like pulls it out of the pool. They're like, where'd you get that from? He's like, I don't know. My so mom. Oh, naked comes out of that pool. <laughs> also, surrounded in lightning yeah. and then shoots. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me in the pool. Come take a dip. <laughs> Except this is probably the most normal he's ever sounded in a movie, too. That was something yeah. else that caught me oh, off guard. I, could, I was like, wait, I, he could talk like that? I couldn't understand a word he was saying all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought he was bad. Do you watch Rocky with subtitles? <laughs> uh, I, I don't, yeah, I think I probably have what, like, originally, and then I've seen it enough times that you just know what he says. Just kind of, like, sound it out. Yeah. I don't know. Stallone speaking my language. I have no trouble understanding him. I have no trouble, uh, like, Rambo, you know, even yeah. when he's really when he's blown, <laughs> yeah. at the end of First Blood. <laughs> Um, he doesn't say that much if we're being fair in that one. It's just like intense stares. It's like, I'm getting the subject. I kind of think he's a better presence than he is. <laughs> <laughs> though he's, though he's you guys don't want to see the, the extended cut of First Blood where he apparently has a bunch of like lame one-liners. I actually do. Really? Uh, the, where he, yeah, there's a scene where he uh, shoots an owl and he says, take that, you flying rat. Yeah. Yeah, I would have liked it less. I, uh, <laughs> he's great in Copland. Like yeah, that's, that's one of like the few the, like '90s movies that he like has. He's like, he, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, like that's. I think that's the best acting he's ever done. Sure, because he's with everybody who is good as an actor <laughs> in that movie. Yeah, no, Stallone is incredible. Oh, I mean, you mean like, the Expendables? <laughs> <laughs> All the amazing. Dolph Lundgren's the best actor in that one. <laughs> Who, who's the young guy that got killed at the beginning of the second one? That that guy, he was the best. <laughs> I didn't watch the second one. Um, Terry Crews. The way Terry Crews is the best. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh, another. We're all over the map here, but uh, in Stopper, my mom will shoot. Uh, Ving Rain shows up. Oh, as yeah. one of the uh, is one of the uh, like drug dealer guys. They were, I thought they were stealing like TVs or something. Yeah. Like. Um. And boy, I'm glad he went on to better things. Boy, um, what an eighty scene that was. Though. Yeah. You know that, especially like during the gunfight, and he's like, "Oh, these guys, you know, asking yeah. stupid questions, showing up late." Like I thought that was, a little... yeah. The, <laughs> the, the... You're in a gunfight, <laughs> dummy. Stop <laughs> chatting. <laughs> he has a whole conversation with his partner, who has a piece of glass in, in his, his ass. ass. That's that right. Had, that Sloan has to pull out. Well, which they never mention really again. He does limp in one scene. <laughs> he does limp in one scene. Um, Roy. Uh, go ahead and plug all the all the all the stuff you've got going on in your life. Uh, I uh, aren't you starting an OnlyFans or am I misremembering that? Starting. Uh, <laughs> it's called. Sorry, it's promoting. Uh, it's Danger Caution Films on yeah, yeah. Facebook. It's Danger Caution Films. We're about to make a feature film. Uh, I have a store called Robot Roy's selling vintage toys and books and. I have a book blog called Bloody Spicy Books that I review books in. All right. And that's three. That's that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> I don't want to hear a fourth one. I owe it. <laughs> anyway.
uh, that is it for this this month's episode. Uh, tune in next month where we'll be talking about Bob Clark's other Christmas movie. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>